And we are back. Happy Truck and Hustle Tuesday. What's good? Yo, listen, y'all. I'm celebrating today, y'all. I'm celebrating today um, because Truck and Hustle has reached a milestone, right? Um, Yo, we going to YouTube, baby. We going to YouTube. Clap. Clap, clap, give me some applause. All right, so listen, this is what I need y'all to do. I need everybody who is under the sound of my voice and overstands what I'm saying to go to the YouTube channel right now, Truck and Hustle TV, and subscribe. All right, we're going to be bringing these interviews to YouTube. We're going to be bringing live interviews to YouTube. Um, you know, we about to be bringing some behind the scenes BTS footage to YouTube. Yo, I need everybody, and I know it's thousands of y'all, to go to YouTube and subscribe right now. All right? That's one. Two, I need everybody. If you feel in this show and you rock with this show, I need you to go to Apple iTunes, right? Where they have the rates, the ratings, and the reviews. I need you to go and rate this show. Leave a comment. Spread some love. Alright? That's all I'm asking for today, y'all. Listen. 2020, I made some promises last year. I said 2020, we stepping it up. And I'm working hard for y'all, man. The information I'm bringing to the table this year, it's going to be so solid. Alright? So solid. And we're starting off today mm, with a banger, all right? Listen, I went to ATL and I sat down with my man DeMarco Thomas, co-owner of Metro Max, all right? Not only did DeMarco um, build a 20-truck fleet in two years, but now this brother is dispatching 150 trucks, all right? 150 trucks. And guess what? The operation, the operation is overseas. I ain't going to tell you how this brother is doing it, yo. So much jewels, so much bangers. And he's also collaborating with other dispatch companies out there, right? So this brother's not your competitor. This brother's your ally. Yo, this, 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 this interview blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? I was I was privileged and 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 blessed to sit down with this brother. You know, I I say early in the journey, cause where he's about to go, where he's about to take it is a whole nother level. And on top of that, just a humble, good dude. All right, y'all. So listen, sit by, stand by, whatever. This is gonna be one for the ages, y'all. And after this, we just keep on raising the bar. We just keep on raising the bar. Alright, so I'm done talking. I, you know, I don't I haven't done the talk ups in a little bit, but I had to make sure y'all know to go subscribe to the YouTube channel now. This episode is on the YouTube. I don't care if you hear it here. I need you to go and watch it on YouTube and tell a friend to do the same. Alright? So, you know what time it is. I need everybody, whether you're in your cars, your house, whatever, work, whatever you're doing, a truck. Put your ears on, and if you smell something burning, mm, it's only your desire. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, 
and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, if you missed out on Freight Fest 2023, I feel for you. I know you're punching air. However, Freight Fest 2024 is going to come sooner than you think. Right now, go to www.freightfest.com. Early bird tickets are available. Listen, we're already planning for next year. It's going to be crazy. We are already lining up the speakers. Uh, Make sure you stay tapped in with us for all the updates, but get your early bird tickets right now for Freight Fest 2024 happening on September 26th through the 29th at the Royal Sinesta Galleria Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right. Go to www.freightfest.com for more updates. I can't wait to see y'all there. Let's go. Yeah, I don't have to go in here and compete with you. I can come in here and collaborate and compliment your business. Yeah. And, and, and that became my goal. Well, like, I, you know, we're securing who we are in terms of rate and uh, the, the amount of volume we have as a company. You know, right. we're not a small operation. You know, right. We're over 20 people on staff, not including the, you know, 150 drivers that we support and wow. their managers. You know, we got a whole social media team right. uh, and everything that's that's dedicated to the success of Metro Max. Okay. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, y'all, so we are here. Um... Truck and Hustle, we are in ATL. This is the ATL Atlanta, Georgia takeover. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm here with a very, very special guest um, today. Um, This is DeMarco Thomas. Um, He is the co-owner of Metro Max. Um, Metro Max is a company that um, I would like to say is revolutionizing the dispatch industry. Um, They're doing things different. Um, and they're really, really, uh, you know, setting themselves up uh, to make a really big impact. And um, I'm blessed to, you know, have this opportunity to talk to DeMarco. Um, you know, we connected, you know, a few months ago and, and, and we started talking and he was telling me about all the different things that he's doing, you know, with the industry. And I was just, it blew my mind. So, you know, I said, hey, man, we, I got to fly out. I got to come see you. I, I got to come see what's going on because... This is really dope, the way you're doing things, um, your operation. So I just wanted to, you know, come and, and, and touch you live. You know what I mean? Likewise. And, 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 and really get to sit down and, and, and give the people an inside look at, you know, what you got going on. So welcome to the show, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for having me, man. No you know, uh, definitely been looking forward to the podcast, you know, touching bases with you. You're doing great things and uh, just glad you allowed me to join. Join Thank the movement. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sure. Yeah. All right, so so let's get into it, man. Um, let's start with the history. Let, 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 let's start with how you got into this into this uh, crazy industry, man. Um, you know because you know it, you know this industry is 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 definitely something that we just kind of fall into sometimes. It's like talk about it. How did you get into transportation? So you know, wildly enough, man, I, I just fell into it. You know, I had a 
uh, a childhood friend I grew up with who was already in the truck and he was driving. Okay. And, uh, you know, he just presented an opportunity to invest into him and, and get our first truck. Okay. So in uh, 2016, we, we bought our first truck, uh, a semi with a, with a drive van. And uh, first three months was hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> hell, so, no doubt. You know, uh, you know, no experience. You know, my background before trucking is actually uh, corporate finance and uh, operations. Okay. So, you so know, not I, related to transportation not, at all? Not even closely related to transportation. All right. But, you know, the business knowledge was there. Okay. So um, in, in diving into business um, and getting your first truck, you know, you're thinking, hey, it's all about numbers. Right. But, you know, you learned along the way that it's really about relationships. Mm. So, you know, uh, diving into it, we, did, we didn't have the best factoring deal, didn't have the best truck financing. Okay. Um, didn't have the best relationships in terms of getting loads. So okay. those first three months was kind of, you know, crucial to us. Right. You know, life or death. Right. Uh, but after we got over that 90-day mark, okay. you know, things started to brighten up because we did make the right relationships. We mm. did more research into, you know, how, how we should begin loads and, you know, how our financial performance should be. Okay. And uh, from there we took off, man. You know, between, you know, April 2016 and uh, the end of 18, you know, we accumulated 20 trucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All off of uh, just grit and and kind of finding our niche, which was really in the drive-in and refrigerated space. Okay. So you come from corporate finance. Um, What were some of the things when you you started thinking, okay, we're going to get into the trucking industry, right? Uh Um, What were some of the things that you looked at in trucking that you saw um, would be something that could be a lucrative uh, venture for you? Okay. So the main thing is uh, everything is moved by trucks, right? So uh, if you look at the, even during the recession, trucks were still moving. People got to eat. Right. So I looked at the stability part of it, number okay. one. Uh, the second thing I looked at was uh, the profit margins. Okay. You know, I seen that trucking companies, the best ones were doing somewhere between 35% profit margin. Okay. And um, I said, okay, you know, that's a better return I can get on the stock market. You know, usually the stock market returns somewhere between 10 and 20%, you know, on average. Right. Uh, if I can get 30, maybe I should be investing in that, especially if it's stable. So um, I jumped in 2016, man, when the market was just roaring between 2016 and 2018. Okay. And uh, I pretty much rode that wave, man, and kind of built my company off of that wave. Mm, got you, got you, got you. Um, all right, so, so, so let's talk about it, man. You, 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 you get your first truck. You, you come from a corporate finance background. You're like, so you didn't you didn't know any truck drivers at the time or any not one nobody other than my friend other than none other just your one friend nobody in transportation all right so so talk to me about those first initial steps you took to even know what truck to buy like you know yeah so um the, the biggest the biggest step we made was uh, online research okay. you know there's plenty of YouTube videos out there that you can that you can reference um, and uh, we just started to pick the brains of people who was already in the trucking. Okay. You know, I, I reached out actually and, and got a mentor. Okay. And, and, and doing, you know, initially when you reach out to somebody and kind of tell them that you want to get into the business, you know, they don't take you as serious until they see you in the business. You got some skin in the game. Correct. Right. Correct. So when I first initially reached out, it was more like, hey, I, you know, yeah, I know you probably want to get into this because you see the numbers, you see some money to get it, you right. know, money to be made. Right. And, uh, but until you get your first truck, right. you know, I ain't finna spend too much time with this. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, I jumped out there, man. We bought the truck. Okay. Uh, you know, researched online what permit companies to use and, and actually, to, to actually get started, and, and we got rolling. Okay. And once we got rolling, though, 
Um, and we've we seen all the problems we had, and we showed him that, hey, man, we actually serious about this business. Mm -hmm. That's when he kind of took us under his wing okay. and, and showed us different components of the business and, and okay. how to scale it, because that's the key, right? Gotcha. I don't think nobody want to get into trucking and pretty much have one truck and just manage one truck. Right. Because you, you don't even make money off of one truck. You don't right. really make good money until after three trucks. Yeah, yeah, and so, for sure. you know, uh, kind of in partnering with him and understanding what he's done to build his company, you know, it, it just propelled us. Got you. And what, what point in the journey was his, where was his business at at that time? Yeah, so he was already at um, about uh, 150 trucks. Oh, man. So when it came to time, I'm coming to him talking about, hey, I want to get one truck. And yeah. he's looking at me like, <laughs> I hear this every day. You're just like every other person who's just coming out of nowhere. Right. Because you know I got 150 saying that you want to get in the truck. Right. So, you know, I, I took those folks three months just to show and prove mm. like you know put my money with my mouth all right guys truck and hustle has now partnered with transpo cfo powered by venning transpo cfo offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting payroll and tax needs into one flat monthly rate saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead check out transpo cfo in the description below and tell them truck and hustle sent you now let's get back to the show went there, bought a truck, jumped out there, tried to figure it out myself, and then brought him pretty much the list of problems I was having. Got you, got you, you got follow you. follow me? Yeah, and what was his business model? What was he actually what um, was he doing? His business model was different, man, and I learned it along the way. You know, never buy a truck. Mm. That's his business model. Okay. You know, there's other options such as, you know, leasing, um, which uh, gives you an exit strategy when you're in the trucking business. If you go out and buy a truck, how you exit that? You right. Know, then you then you force at the end of it. Number one, you have a depreciating asset. Right. That's you know the value's going down. Right. Um, you're having maintenance associated with buying an older vehicle. Right. Which you always got to be prepared for and have a reserve for. Yeah. Whereas if you're leasing, you're getting a newer vehicle, less maintenance, higher note. Yeah. But higher driver retention. Mm hmm What driver doesn't want to be in new equipment? For sure. You know. For sure. All those different components that that just opened my mind. And uh, when you think about it, uh, you can actually scale faster leasing versus buying. Because right. every time you buy a truck, that's a big capital investment. Right. That's a big investment on your balance sheet right. as far as liabilities. Whereas leasing, you just have a term that you have to pretty sure. much fulfill for that truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you said um, when you, when you st first got started, you brought him your list of problems, right? Of you, course. You got, you got in the game, you, you showed him proof, and you brought him your list of problems. Give me an idea of some of those problems that you faced early, um, early on. The, the first problem was really loads. Okay. That was the biggest problem. You know, um, we were pretty much dependent on the load board itself. And uh, anybody who knows the load board, uh, they knows that, you know, sometimes it dries up. You get in certain areas where there's no loads. Right. Or, uh, or from what I learned is that most, most loads that are on the load board are secondary. Okay. You know, brokers and shippers already have their, their preferred relationships. Right. And when their preferred relationships don't work out, then, then they, they go, go to the load. Right, board. right, 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 right. And, and then you're competing with pretty much the general population to bid on the load, and you're just bidding each other down. Until somebody just take the lowest rate. And yeah. Run with. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that don't even make sense. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. so, uh, so uh, it, it was about just connecting, man. You know, I, you know, we tried to get off the low board and just establish relationships with a lot of brokers and a lot of shippers, 
and, and we did that. Okay. And, and that turned our numbers around. That got us from making, you know, dollar uh, ninety, two dollars a mile, to mm. getting closer to three dollars a mile, and actually seeing that rate per mile impact our bottom line. Okay. Which is the goal for anybody that's in trucking is to to pretty much make money, right? Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, what was the process like to make that transition from? Pretty much being dependent on the load board, where you, just, you start reaching out to people, cold yes. calling, cold, uh, cold calling. Um, when you do book a load with somebody, just following up with them, especially if you did a good job to say, you know, how often is this lane available? Right. Can, can I be your go-to guy for this lane? From, right. From from Georgia to Tennessee. Right. You know, I can consistently deliver that for you with that same service that I just did with that prior load. Okay. So it's it's about build, building relationship and standing their face, man. Mm. You know, that can be phone calls, that can be email blasts, that can be uh, sending gift cards to them. Right. You know, m- make yourself a uh, a priority to them. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you said you started out with how many trucks? Start out with one. With one truck? Yeah. All right, so um, you start with one truck. At what point do we realize that it's time to get truck number two? Six-month mark. Six months? Six okay. months. You know, six months, you know, first three months, trouble months, but uh, within that fourth and fifth month, we found our rhythm, and we started to close our gap as far as what we invested. Okay. And uh, at the sixth month, bam, pulled a second truck. Mm. And then three months after that, third truck. Mm. And then we started to double up. Mm. Right? You know, you, you got your pattern, you got your processes, you got your team in place. Right. Only thing now to do is to scale it. Because yeah. you got the foundation, right? Yeah. So we started to double up on trucks, double up on trailers. And, uh, man, honestly, before you knew it, you know, we was at 20 trucks and, and over 35 trailers. Wow. You know, that we had under our management. Wow. wow. You know, wow. With, with, with a fleet manager, you know, with five dispatchers on staff. Yeah. Um, all off our own grit. Dope, dope. So, so did you guys secure contracts? Like, how did this, where did you sure. get this, this so, consistent work from? So, um, most of it came through, uh, you know, shippers. Okay. You know, uh, reaching out to them, bidding on their lanes. Um, and, you know, about... 50% was shippers and brokers, right? Okay. And then the other 50%, we were actually getting off the load board still because the people we established relationships just didn't have enough uh, demand to handle our capacity. Mm. So, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, pretty much we was running with, with preferred brokers and preferred shippers. Okay. And then we'll jump on the load boards to pretty much handle the overflow. Okay. And what were you pulling? Uh, dry vans and reefers. Dry vans and reefers? Yeah. Okay, okay. Nothing else on flatbed, nothing like no that? No flatbeds, man. Not not in my personal fleet, not at that time. Okay, 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 dope. All right, so um, you started to grow this company. Um, you said you started actually getting staff. Um, so that's different, right? Yes, it is. Tell, tell, tell me about, you know, transitioning into actually managing staff. I'm assuming when you first started out, it's kind of like a solo project, maybe right. you and your partner, and then it's like now we have an actual company. Now, you know, now we have, you know, 20 drivers. Right, and we got five dispatchers. We got twenty-five people that's kind of under our leadership and our guidance. Right, and uh, for any entrepreneur, man, the biggest thing is managing people. Mm. You know, managing people and managing processes. Right, if you can't manage people, you can't you can't run a business. Mm. You know, they got to buy into your vision, uh, buy into the things you set as far as frameworks, right. and uh, and follow up and deliver on those things. Right. So, so, so what, what would you say is the first steps for somebody looking to kind of scale in that way? What's the first thing? You, what's what's one of the first things you start thinking about when you start moving in that direction? Um, what you want to think about is your your end goal, and then um, using that end goal, you want to back into the things that you need to set up to deliver on that end goal. Okay. So for us, we knew that after five trucks, 
we were gonna need another dispatcher. Okay. Right. Okay. Because um, pretty much I was the dispatcher for gotcha. the first five. Gotcha. You gotcha. Me? Right. And uh, my my partner was the fleet manager. Okay. And so when we got the five, it's like okay, I'm bogged down booking loads. I need to get somebody who's just as customer-oriented as myself right. vested in trucking right. to maintain the relationships between the shippers and brokers while I go out and generate more business, right. while I go out and look at more trucks, look at more trailers in order to you know, pretty much grow our capacity. Right. Uh, so, man, I just put out a job ad, man, and uh, found a young lady. Um, she actually had experience in the fast food industry. Okay. You know, no, no experience in trucking. Interesting. Uh, but... People skills, you know, okay. dispatching, you have you got to have tremendous people skills, right? And ability to relate, uh, and ability to think fast on your feet, right? And uh, and be flexible, okay. And, and honestly, you know, the fast food industry it kind of gives you that, right? That, that's very true. Because <laughs> so, you uh, got to be everywhere at one time. You want to drive through, you at the cashier, you yep. working fries. You, you know never know who you're going to encounter. That's a fact, right? All different type of personalities are coming through that drive-through window, and exactly, and, yeah. So um, got home, bored. Uh, pretty much, you know, trained her, and, and you know, dispatching is something you probably can learn in a solid thirty days. Okay. You know, it's it's not something that's long and drawn out. Okay. Under the right tutorage, right? Okay. So uh, got her up to speed, and that allowed me to free up and start recruiting drivers and getting more equipment, and you know, bounced up and got five more trucks. Okay, we need another dispatcher. Right. And then you know, every five trucks, we added a dispatcher. Ah, and gotcha. um, you know, along the way. You're just like, damn, I'm, I'm growing fast. Um, you know, I got a, a good team around me. Right. But my profit margins are starting to dip. Okay. You know, even though I'm scaling, I'm making more money dollar-wise, but percentage-wise, I'm right. not growing as fast. Right. So you're thinking, you know, I'm going to compound 30% for every right. truck. Right. But it wasn't happening like that because my overhead was growing. Okay. And so um, I, I met another gentleman uh, who had a trucking company. Uh, he, he's Indian. Okay. And... Um, and uh, we, we, we just kind of talked about, you know, some best practices. Okay. You know, a lot of people in trucking don't do that a lot. You, you know, you don't sit down with somebody, a peer of yours, and just talk about what they're working on, what you're working on. Um, is there any, like, synergies we can have right. working together, whether right. that's trading loads or trading brokers? Right. And in our, in our perspective, it was like, man, how can we trade costs? You know, how can we, <laughs> how, how like can we sit together and uh, figure out a way to save money, bottom line, to both of us? Yeah. And so... Um, that led to us doing a couple things. You know, number one, anytime we do a deal for factoring, insurance, et cetera, we start doing it as a group. Okay. You know, I'm coming in with my 20. He's coming in with his 10. He knows some other people. And all together, it's about 50 trucks of people. Mm. And so we're coming to a factoring company, you know, not as just one truck or 20 trucks. We're coming as 50. Mm. And, and we're commanding, like, the best rate for all right. 50 of us. That's a jewel right there. That's and we're doing the same thing in insurance. Mm. Doing the same thing when it comes to driver recruitment. Okay. And then finally, we said, you know what? We might as well do it when, uh, from a dispatching standpoint. Okay. And so um, um, my, my partner, my now business partner, Metro Max, he's Indian. And he said, you know we can do this whole dispatching thing from India. And at first I was like, man, no, man. It's, it's no way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not happening, man. Like, from like, India? From India. From, it blew my mind. It was like. India, India, Georgia, or India, India, the country, India, the country, okay, India, the country, okay. and so, uh, and you know, he, he, he just educated me, like you know, you look at Amazon, Ch Robinson, you know, they have back office in India, mm. so you you booking a low with some of these brokers, right? You know, and you're thinking that you're speaking the resources here in the states, those right. are resources that are that are outside the states that are outsourced, wow. and, and still providing that level of quality and service. 
when it comes to transportation. Okay. And so um, did our research, formed our vision of, of uh, what we wanted to do in terms of lowering our dispatch costs. And uh, and we, we went to India and we set up shop, man. Mm. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So listen, so you know we got to dive into that. Let's do it. Um, let's start with, um, man, training. Uh-huh. Going to a foreign country, um, you know, and trying to teach um, how to dispatch in an uh, American country. Yeah. Talk to me about that. How, how, how was that process? What, what did you guys, I mean, did you, did you lay out, lay it out first and then go there and, and, and then give it to them? Or did you go there, kind of gauge, well, yeah. you know, so, talk, talk about so, that. So the way we did it was we did it in phases. Okay. Right? Um, the first phase is we introduced them to trucking in general. Okay. You know, um, you know, gave them some videos, books to read about trucking. Okay. Um, and then we, we started them with back office process. You know, simple things such as admin work, like, you know, uh, submitting loads to factor. Okay. You know, res- you know, adding drivers to insurance. Okay. Managing driver and, and fleet records and stuff like that. Okay. You know, stuff that's, uh, that's really administrative, but at the same time, it gives you knowledge of trucking. Okay. You know, what, what's a, you're going to start to ask, what's a broker? What's a factoring Right, company? right, right. You know, uh, what's a BOL? You know, and then from there, we built on the, now that you know what trucking is, let me show you how to do it. Mm. And, uh, you know, we did a, a lot of training. We utilized some of the resources that are already out there. Like on YouTube, there's plenty of people that already got dispatched. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Chiffre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts courses right you know for free and some people haven't paid and uh we just had our people go and look at those courses okay and once they got familiar with just the concept of dispatching you know we we uh we actually went there and you start to show them the rules of the road we started to teach them like hours of service right uh you know fundamental things like you know how far is Atlanta from Houston? <laughs> right, <laughs> and, right. and you know what's rate per mile how do right. you calculate it right you know you, you literally have to it, it, it's like Man, it's like teaching a baby how to walk. Right. Where, I can imagine. Where, where you, you're hand-holding throughout the whole process. Uh, but, you know, these are smart individuals. Right. These, these are college-educated uh, people who, uh, who just don't know trucking. Yeah. So once you show them trucking, yeah. they, they're going to kill it. Got and, you. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, is, is, what's the industry like, the trucking industry like there in India? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so talk to me about that. So, um, you know, in, India is a, is a third-world country. Right. You know, it's still developing um, they do have uh, transportation, uh, but but it's a lot more uh, fragmented than ours. Right. Where not really regulated. Not really regulated. Okay. You know, you you got, you know, um, you know, cows and cars on the same road in, in certain right. parts of right, India. Right. Like right. It's right. still pretty rural. Right. But um, a, a lot of companies, you know, such as the ones I, I mentioned, uh, and some that I worked for, 
they, they already have solid foundations in India in terms of back office support. Okay. Uh, what we just found is that a lot of it hasn't really hit the transportation industry like that. Mm. So it's already big in IT. Gotcha. Right? They're, they're, they're already IT companies are huge in India. Right. And, and they, I mean, they employ millions of people. Right. Um, same with our hospitality. Okay. Uh, same with the medical field. Okay. But the transportation is untapped. Mm, and so wow. that's what we come to play in. That's what Metro Max is uh, looking to pretty much put our stake in. Got you. So did you guys um did you did you guys outsource a company that was already in place or no, no we um my, my partner's Indian, right? Okay. So he, he's from India, lived there thirty years. Okay. And so uh it was simply going there and, and starting a business just like we would do in the US. Okay. Registering for a business license, finding an office space, wow. you know, hiring hiring resources and uh and training them. Okay. You know, virtually and in person. Okay. Okay. Talk to me about some of the bumps in the road because I know this couldn't have been a, a totally smooth <laughs> transition. There's Whoa. nothing you could tell me. Tell me about some of the bumps in the road. Tell me about a huge failure. Like, what did he do? Yeah. You know, I know, I know you had to have a well, what did he do moment. Uh, well, the biggest thing was, um, I mean, booking the load. That's, that's the bread and butter. Right, right, right. right. So we, we, we just had a, a couple of dispatches initially. You know, they, they didn't understand the concept of deadhead miles. Okay. They, you know, they would see a load. Let's just say we're in Atlanta. They'll see a load in Chattanooga. And Chattanooga, let's just say, is plus 200 miles away. Right. It goes from Chattanooga to Ohio. They'll say, wow, you know, that's, you know, uh, you know maybe 600, 600 miles, you know, rate of uh, $2,000. Okay. That's a good load. You right. know, we're going to take that. going to jump on that. Yeah. They ain't even considered the fact, like, yo, they, they're in Atlanta, and they got to drive to Chattanooga. They're going to spend gas right. deadheading up to Chattanooga to get the load. And once you combine all of it together, right. the numbers don't make sense. Right. Right. And right. so... Uh, just the simple concepts of that, uh, as well as hours of service. Okay. You know, from a from a dispatcher standpoint, they were just thinking the most the, uh, the most loads and revenue I can make this driver. Okay. The happier they're going to be. Okay. But uh, it's not all about revenue. It's about rate per mile, and it's about making sure you know uh, the legal limits of what they can drive. Mm. So you can't book loads too close, and uh, you you can't. They can't drive 24-7. Right. And so the dispatchers had to learn to space their time out, which was uh, which was pretty crucial, man. So <laughs> we had some incidents, man. And, and luckily, we started with our own trucks. Okay. You know, oh, so there you my, go. My clients never felt that impact. Ah, because I, I took those hits. Dope, dope, right? dope. I took those That's hits. That's good. If anybody got to take them. I took them for six months. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, but, but at the same time I was taking those hits, I was reducing my costs, too. Right. Right. So financially, I was still okay, even if I was doing more deadhead miles. Even if I had a, a truck sit for a day, okay. it was cool because my, my cost structure was in the right place. Got you. So what is the formula that you would teach in, in, in to, to a, a new dispatcher? Like sure. If you want to just give them the basis, like what this is what you should be looking for when you're dispatching a load. What, what would be that formula? Um, I would say uh, you want to look for the hot markets. You know, you, you want to, especially just getting in, you're not going to have a lot of relationships and so... For the most part, you're going to have to chase chase loads. Okay. And, and you want to and you want to get your clients in the areas that are that are pretty much pretty much have a high ratio of loads versus trucks. Okay. So you command a higher rate, and you can start to build your business and build your credibility with your client because you need to keep them moving and they want to see that. Right. But also build your relationships with the brokers along the way. Mm. And um, you know, it's it's not easy. You know. Um, you know, a lot of people think you can just, you know, get a laptop, do some training, 
and then do dispatching. Right. And which is true. The barrier of entry is low. Right. But the the ability the ability to maintain it and grow it is uh is more is more um how do you say is it's more challenging. Okay. You know, most most mom and pops dispatchers they, they may dispatch ten trucks. You know, that wasn't our goal. You know, we kinda came in with the vision of how can we lay out our dispatch company to dispatch a thousand trucks. Right. You know, and, and in a year, you know, we grew to one fifty. We went fifty wow. on the dispatch right now. Wow. One hundred fifty trucks on dispatch. We touch every day. Yeah. And in in addition to your own fleet. Of course. No, no. So Okay, so that's so included. One thirty. One thirty outside of my own fleet. So okay. all together one fifty. Okay, okay. Got you. Do you do you deal with your own fleet any differently than you deal with the uh, of course not. Of course not, man. You know, it's it's business. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking to make money both ways, not okay. just one way. Right, right, right. So um I actually use the relationships I got from, you know, my fleet to spread to other clients. Okay. You know, I, I don't I don't do insurance, I don't do, you know, factoring, um uh, all those other different components. So uh as I grew my company I built relationships with driving recruiting. Okay. I built relationships with a factoring company, with okay. an insurance company. Okay. And then um once I get a client, I expose them to that. Okay. You know, I you know, I get them under the umbrella and I say, Man, let me look at your P and L. Let me see how you you know where your costs at. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Yeah, I, I know yeah. how to I know how to minimize costs, man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so and that's um, what it's about. That's what we're in business for. Of course. You right. know, uh you know, when you think about revenue, uh only about I'll say fifteen to thirty percent of top line revenue go to your bottom line. Okay. Think about that. Fifteen okay. to thirty percent. Okay. But costs a hundred percent of the costs go to your bottom line. Mm. So where you should spend more time at? Uh you should spend more time with your with your costs. Costs, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it goes straight to the bottom line, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Right? Revenue only fifteen to thirty. So you want to also, you know, revenue pays yeah. the bills. So you want to make sure you got good revenue numbers. Yeah. But the cost is what separates you and uh, and make you profitable. Mm. So you know, managing your fuel, managing your your overhead costs as far as operations, your insurance, your factoring. You know, all those different components is what's what's gonna make you successful. Okay. Yeah. Dope. So let, let's talk about your company. Let's let's talk sure. about Metro Max. Like it. you said, there's a lot of dispatch companies out there yeah there's a lot of dispatchers out there independent yeah. um it's a very um you know um it's very talked about in the industry now because like you said the barrier to entry is low what sets you apart what makes metro max different um, from everybody else out there a couple of things uh the number one thing is uh our cost of doing business okay. you know we, we dispatch loads for you know around three percent on average three percent three percent Wow, three percent, three percent, and then and what? And what's the industry standard? Just to put that in kind context, of between, somewhere between five and ten, you know, probably the average is about seven. Okay, so we're like four points below the average. Wow, and, and we're still delivering the same quality. Okay, and we're providing twenty four seven support, and we we handling billing and invoicing. So you know, you deliver a load, you don't feel like factoring it. No, we we got a mobile app, man. Load it up to our mobile. Have your driver take a picture. It loads up to our mobile app. My mm. back office take it and, and send it, submit it to your factoring company or your shipper or broker. Get you paid within ten minutes, man. Wow. Yeah. Dope. Real dope. Dope. What, talk, talk to me about some of the other services that you guys cool. do because I know it's. I, I yeah, know you offer some other lot. things as so, well, right? Um, so um, 
Number one, from a dispatching standpoint, uh, yeah, I know you kind of spoke of just the dispatching injury. It is a lot of dispatchers, a lot of mom and pops dispatchers, a lot of people who, who are building their company around dispatching. Right. Um, we're starting to collaborate with them as well. Okay. So, you know, dispatching is a, a 24-7, 365 job. For sure. And uh, what we've done over the last couple of months is we partnered with a couple of dispatching companies okay. who, um, you know, they like, hey, man, we, we tired of working weekends. We right. tired of working nights. You know, can you come in and help us with that? Okay. And so uh, we've offered them a, a service offering with Metro Max. <laughs> we come in, we handle the after-hour support for you. That's dope. And allow you to still be the face of your clients and represent and manage your clients the way you want to and help scale your business. Wow. You know, That's you, dope. you don't have to be a dispatching company and feel like you can't work with us because we're looking to work with you because uh, it's just power in numbers. Wow. You know, you got things we uh, that that we can learn from you, and we, we definitely got some things that we can show you as well. Right. And most importantly, I can help you scale. Right, right, and right. I can help right, you scale right. fast at a, at a low rate. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, what some, else? some of the other functions we're in, uh, insurance, we got a great partnership with uh, South Atlantic uh, where we get some uh, great rates in terms of uh, insurance. Uh, pretty much, I, I think we probably can beat any rate. Okay. Um, it, as long as your safer score is okay. in a good condition. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Factoring, we offer a factoring bundle deal, uh, dispatch and factoring, uh, uh, 6% if you got one to five trucks. But, you know, if you got a fleet, man, we, we can get aggressive and get all, all the way down to like 3 4% mm. factoring and dispatching. Wow. Wow. <laughs> some people factoring this, this, rate is what unheard yeah, of, man. Some people factoring rate of four percent, bro. Yeah. And and I can factor and dispatch you for less than that. Wow. Wow. You know, so you know, economies of scale, man. Yeah. You know, being able to offer something to 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 uh to help carry his bottom line. And uh other thing is, is next track. You know, they're they're a partner of ours, it's an ELD ELD company, you know. We form a relationship with that because uh uh, we noticed that a lot of our clients didn't have good ELD systems, you know, mm. kept running into issues or uh, didn't have good onboarding, right. didn't have guidance. So, um, you know, uh, I, I used them personally, right. uh, so I bettered them myself right. and then um, formed a relationship with them and, and offered them to a lot of our clients now where, you know, I know they got a reliable ELD system that I can speak to, too, yeah. as a company to say, hey, if you got a problem, you know, you need to make these changes within your log or you know, this is these are the analytics that you need to look into when you're managing your fleet. Right. And, and, and pretty much educating them. Mm. Um, partner with Tim Street. You know, first company to to have a referral program with Tim Street. <laughs> Metro Max. Man, that's crazy. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's Metro what's up. Max, brother. Tim Street is huge, man. Yeah, man. Four million drivers. <laughs> Four million drivers. So, so our clients don't worry about drivers. Right. You know, because we got a funnel to make sure they consistently have drivers, and drivers are the are the lifeline of a trucking company. Right. Ask any fleet owner. If they don't have a driver, they don't have a trucking business. Right, right, right. So, you know, the goal is to protect them. And, uh, you know, all, all of these different partnerships are cost-effective, and, and and that's the goal of it, right? Yeah. How can I How can I reduce costs in a trucking company? Because the person you want to take care of the most is the man behind the wheel. Right. You know, that should be your biggest cost. Right. It's the man behind the wheel. That's it, should, it shouldn't be insurance. It shouldn't be factoring. It shouldn't be overhead. It's that guy who's waking up day in, day out, busting his ass to get one load from this step from A to B. Right. And doing it on a consistent basis. And when you reward him, 
you have no problem with driver retention. Yeah. You have no problem with driver recruiting. Because right. driver drivers attract drivers. They're gonna they're gonna be your biggest advocate. They're yeah. gonna be the ones at the truck stop, like, man, you need to be on our team. <laughs> right. I'm now, over for here sure. eating. For and, sure, and for so, sure, for sure. Yeah. So I mean you guys offer a suite of services. Yeah. Um, it's like you pretty much cover everything. And and you said earlier in the interview when you started the company, you, you kind of like reverse engineered. You had your vision. Yeah. Was this intentional? Did you know you were going in this direction or did it kind of I mean, evolve we, into this? We, we knew it, right? I, as a carrier, I knew my pain points. Okay. So I knew if I wanted a dispatching point, a company, uh, if I was going to hire a dispatching point company. And I got to the point where I was about to, right? Because I'm like, man, you know, uh, I'm at 20 trucks, but I'm still like stuck into the normal routine of things. Right. And, you know, maybe I should just hire a dispatching company and let them manage just the operations and let me just focus on the strategic growth. Right. Uh, but um, I, I couldn't find one that offered all those different components of what I would want as a dispatching company. So mm. guess what you do? You start your own, right? Yeah. And so I, I started it with that vision of knowing what I wanted and then uh, reverse engineering and building and putting those things in place. Right. And, and then along the way, you're right, some things just pop out. You know, like I never thought that I'll be, you know, all, you know, servicing the other dispatching companies. Right, right. Who would have thought? Like yeah. you're working with the, you're working up with the enemy, I'm working, <laughs> hey, the, you competitor, know, yeah, the competitor. Yeah, the competitor. Right, but but they're so, but they're they're allies that, now. But, but we don't have to be competitive. Right, that's what I learned. It's I'm like, perspective. I, I don't have to go in here and yeah, I don't have to go in here and compete with you. I can come in here and collaborate and complement your business. Yeah, and and, and that became my goal. Where like, I, you know, we're securing who we are in terms of rate and. Uh, the, the amount of volume we have as a company, you know, right. we're not a small operation. You know, right. we're over 20 people on staff, not including the, you know, 150 drivers that we support and wow. their managers. You know, we got a whole social media team right. uh, and everything that's that's dedicated to the success of Metro Max. Okay, and we can take that same model and we can start to support, you know, other dispatchers and other trucking companies in different ways. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's dope. Um, let's let's get back to the outsourcing again. I always want to talk touch on that a little sure. bit more. Um, so, because <clears throat> I'm still just trying to wrap my head around how you guys do everything. Um, so, with with, with 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 the in India, uh -huh. how how what what, are the, what what how many touch points do you have on a regular basis with your team in India? Like, okay. do you guys talk daily? Like, how, how do you work that whole process out? Because I mean, they're in another country. Yeah, yeah. So. So number one is um, it's a, it's a self-sustained operations where um, you know you, you have dispatchers, then you have a dispatching manager, and then you have what's called a center head. Okay. And a center head looks at our whole operations, um, the dispatching manager, the social media manager, and uh, really the, the process and billing manager all report to the center head. So okay. Got three main areas of, of operations. Okay. Um, what we what we try to tried to focus on initially was back office okay right? once we mastered back office and got a manager for that then we went to dispatching okay once we built our dispatching court and got a manager for that then we went to social media mm, so, so we, we did everything in phases it's not like day one you can just jump into it and uh and uh and just have everything all at one time. Right. Like you literally have to build the founding blocks and take those stepping stones to get there. Right. And uh, the, the most important part is finding the right people. Right. You know, um, it's, it's the hiring part. You know, you want to hire people 
that has the transferable skill sets because they're not necessarily going to have the transportation skill set because they haven't been exposed to transportation in the U.S. Right. But they have been exposed to customer service, you know, working with companies like Merrill Lynch. Mm -hmm. They have been uh, exposed to billing and invoicing because maybe they work for the back office of C.H. Robinson. Right, 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 you know, right, right. They have been exposed to, um, um, you know, negotiations because... Uh, they uh, they handle uh, negotiations for, for for certain bidding companies okay. that are you know doc, uh, you know uh, patient building right. for instance collections right right, you know, right a lot of collection companies are based out of India where they're calling you and trying to you know negotiate a debt uh, no different than negotiating a loan right and so it's just you know taking those skill sets and identifying those skill sets in in different industries and saying okay. You got something that I can transfer into trucking. You already got a foundation. Right. Let me just teach you about the business. Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the industry now and compared to when you first got started. Yeah, so um, it was beautiful when I first got started, man. Like, um, you know, rates was up. Uh, it was way more trucks than, than, than freight in 2016, 2017, uh, as well as, you know, the majority of 2018. And so... You know the margins were at a whole all-time high for trucking companies. Right. You know things. And what really, were those margins at that time? Um, for us, it was like around thirty-five percent. Okay. You know we was running. You know every, every dollar we 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 brought in in revenue, you know thirty-five thirty cents right. was going to the bottom line. Right. You Got know you. so uh, we was killing it, and that's why we was able to grow so fast. Right. 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 Because we we caught that wave and we and we just climbed up it. Okay. Um, but uh. You know, as a lot of co trucking companies experienced in 2019, that was pretty much a bloodbath for trucking companies. Yeah. Like if, you, if, you do, if you're looking at the news, man, you know, um, you know, millions of truck drivers lost their jobs. Right. Hundreds of trucking companies shut down. Yeah. The highest level of trucking companies shut down in 2018, uh, 2019, and probably the last 10 years or something. Right. And, you know, um, and, and what happened was it was so, so much build up in... And, uh, and trucking companies from 16 up to 18, that 19, we, it just was an overflow of oversupply, should I say, of right. trucking companies. Right. And then everybody started to compete for the rate. Right. And that drove the rate down. Right. And once the rate is down, um, your cost of business is still right here, right? Mm -hmm. But your profit margins are shrinking. Right. And what happened was a lot of people got either to the break even point or they got negative. Right. And so a lot of companies just crashed out. You know, uh, the blessing we had was that. We were already ahead of the game. You were established. Already established, number one. Uh, but number two, we already had a low cost structure oh, okay. going into 2019 with gotcha. outsourcing, right? Gotcha. And, and so when, you know, the rate per mile the and the contracts rates actually fluctuated down, you know, not making as much money, but, you know, we still, you know, 20%, 25% gross margins. A lot of people fell negative or fell, you know, 10% or less. Okay. And uh, that's the difference. And, you know, for me, I had a lot of people in, in 2019 approach me about getting into the trucking business. Right, right, right. I was, you know, honestly, it was not the right time. Okay. In my opinion, not yeah. to start a new authority, not to start a new MC, and then kind of compete against uh, more established companies uh, where, where they have better relationships already and uh, it's less demand for trucking. Mm. That's the key. You know, right. don't get into anything if the demand wasn't there. Right. And, and you got to look at the, the news, man. If, if these trucking companies that own, you know, 500 trucks, 1,000 trucks, they're going out of business, 
why would you get in it? Right. <laughs> like what? Like right. You know, they they have way more knowledge of trucking. Uh, they they uh, they have way more resources. Right. At a thousand trucks. Right. And they're failing. Right. So right. you think you can get in with one truck with less resources and succeed? <laughs> like no. Yeah. Like, you know, just take a step back, man. You know, take 2019 and just learn and research mm. and, and 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 get ready for the industry to turn back around for the trucking recession to, uh, to kind of shift in the area and then jump in. Got you. You know, um, and so that, that's kind of my whole process, you know, my whole thought behind that. And, and, and my number one thought is you shouldn't buy a truck. You know, and that, that comes from somebody who's bought trucks. Right, 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 you right. Know, who's bought 10. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I was 10 in before I figured out, damn, I shouldn't be buying these. Got you. Got you know, you. That, there's other ways. Got you. What are some of the signs that you think people should be looking for to, the, when, when is the right time? Like, um, the, the, the right time is when um, uh, you, you're seeing rates consistently go up. Okay. You know, uh, I, I would say that uh, January of this year isn't as bad as January of last year. Okay. You know, so 2020. Uh, it appears to be so far. I mean, we are only a couple weeks. Right, 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 right. But it, it looks like it's trending in a good, positive position. But mm. and, and that's because you know so many trucking companies failed last year. Right. That you know the demand is kind of the right. yeah, and, 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 and so uh, there is you know room for extra capacity. But still, you got to get it in the right way. You got to mm. get it in a, in a cost-effective way. Mm. You know, you can't get it in the tr- traditional way that people that I did you know four years ago. And that people has done decades ago. You got to come in with an approach that uh, that's less money for your pro- uh, for your from your pocket, and then um, you, you're having the budget or the line of credit right. to deal with a couple of hiccups along the way. Right. And, and that's why I think a lot of people fail that. You know, it, you know, if you only got thirty thousand in the bank, you shouldn't go buy a truck. Right. Right. You know, right. You, you just shouldn't because you, you can you can blow a motor for twenty thousand. You can blow a transmission for ten for ten thousand. Mm. And, you know, you can have you can get warranties for these things from trucking companies. But when you look at the fine print of some of those warranties, there's so many stipulations right. around what they can cover and what they will not cover. Right. They, you know, the devil in the details, they can kill you in the details. That's a fact. That's a fact. What do you think are some of the um, the. Uh, the major things that are impacting the industry right now, like you know, political scale, like sure. the, the world view of what's going on right um, now? I think, you know, definitely the political climate, you know, any unrest in, in politics, you know, especially with trade, right. trade with China, trade with Mexico, um, that's a lifeline for trucking. Right. You know, you know, getting things imported and then moving it within the United States. So when there's any, um, any uh, questioning in, in regards to, What's the future demand of that? Right. That affects trucking. Right. You know, shippers become tighter uh, in terms of who they want to deal with, how they want to deal with. Right. Uh, their rates become lower because they have less inflowing revenue on their end, so they're looking to save money as well. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think you got to definitely look at politics. Uh, insurance. You know, insurance has been a killer lately. Mm. Uh, uh, and it's it, because of two reasons, right? You know, accidents, right? But the second reason is because of so many companies going out of business. Right. You know, with, with companies going out of business, the risk becomes the higher. Risk, right. And, you know, now insurance companies are really, like, targeting people who don't own, who, who don't have CDL licenses. Mm-hmm. So uh, you may get one quote if, uh, 
if if you're the actual CDL driver for that for right. that asset. Right. Uh, but they may quote you completely different if you're just saying, hey, I'm an investor and uh, I'm a higher driver and put them in the truck. They're going to quote you higher because you're higher risk. Right. You, you can't even move that asset right. without a third party. That's a fact. And they're going to look you, at that. What do you think about um, Amazon? What, what, what's your take on what's, what Amazon is doing right now in the industry? Work with them, not against them. <laughs> 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 hey, man, you, you got you to gotta find a way to uh, to work with them. I mean, they got Amazon Re- Relay. They got the DSP program. And... Uh, it offers a lot of opportunities for for startups, right? You know, and, and they pretty much giving you the infrastructure, mm. which which is key because that's costly, right? And, and you know, use that down, they pockets way deeper than yours, right? And sure. so it's a good way to get started and maybe branch off on your own, you know, down the road. Uh, but uh, I mean, you look at it, man. Amazon is doing same day delivery now, right? You know, how how can they accomplish that? They got to partner with mom and pop trucking companies, that's a fact. you know, owner operators. People who own trucks from one to five units, they, they make up about ninety percent of the trucking industry. Right. People right. who own one to five trucks make up ninety percent of trucks. That's that's important. Yeah. That's super important. So so they gotta tap into you. Yeah. And, and you need to just <clears throat> be ready to to take advantage of that. You gotcha. know, having having your infrastructure in place, you know, having your um having your, your your business together to do business with Amazon. Right. Do you think them kind of having a stronghold on, on transportation is good for, 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 for the industry as a whole? Um, I, I'm not going to say it's good or bad. I'm going to just say it's change. Okay. You know, that's... Uh, that's part of any business, right? You know, um, it's, it's nothing you're going to stay in that's going that's going to be consistent and constant. So, as a business owner, uh, you you got to stay ahead of that change and see how you can still make money within it. Right. Yeah. So I I, I don't think it's bad. Um, I think it's it's forcing people out of their comfort zones that they have for years in right. terms of logistics. Right. And just making people, you know, thinking thinking outside the box. Yeah. 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 So um, it, it seems like you know just in listening to um listening to you speak it seems like you just go with the flow of yeah. things yeah. You, you, you're not about resistance it's like whatever you, you don't want to clash with anybody it's kind of like I can't control whatever is in the way like i'm not trying to knock you over i'm trying to see how i could help i'm you know what i mean is that kind of just your approach to everything man that's the way i always been man I'm, I'm a networker like i got no problem reaching out to people and learning from them i got no problem i, I don't do everything right so uh, I'm, I'm a sponge. Right. I, I look to learn. Right. You know, I look to work with people. Right. right, uh, right. I, I know that, you know, power in numbers. Right. You don't grow unless you got good people in your network and a good team around you. Right. So so I'm, I'm always willing to, 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 to look at different different ways of doing business. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman. Nope. As I was said and done, I'm not a, a trucking guru. I'm not a, uh, a person who... Is specialized in one area. Right. You know, I, I can look at multiple areas and, and, and make my mark in it and be mm. successful in it. What do you think is your biggest strength? Uh, I think my biggest strength is uh, uh, vision. Okay. Strategy. Okay. You know, I, I think I think outside the box when it comes to a lot of things, man. You okay. Know, I, I got the ability to, to pretty much look at where I want to go in a certain space. Right. And then re-engineer it and put the things in place to accomplish it. Got you, got yeah. you. And what do you think is your biggest weakness? Um, I would say my biggest weakness is, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, w- I would say it evolves around a little bit of time management. Okay. Because, uh, you know. I- I'm surprised. I think your time management skills were, no, were kind of good. But, but yeah, but no, because um, once I'm locked into something, 
Sometimes it's tunnel vision. Ah, you overdo it sometimes. I overdo it. Gotcha. You, know, you got to drop back sometimes. When I thought about, you know, dispatching outsourcing, I locked into it. Yeah. You know, I put all my energy into it. And then mm. it took my partner, you know, took the team right. to tell me, hey, you know, we really going hard on this dispatching thing. Don't forget about building an invoice. Right. Don't forget right, about 24-7 right, right, right. support. Right. You know, and, and, and just, you know, you know, it, it changes my lens to, to be more broad. And, and, and that's what you that's what you want as a team. Right. You know, you're not going to be strong in everything. Right. But you want people who can balance out your weaknesses. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. Um, for the entrepreneurs out there, people trying to get into business in general and specifically in the industry, talk to me about some of the mindset things, um, you know, routine. Um, you know, people. some people have morning routines. Oh, like, yeah, what, yeah. what are some of the things that you've done to be um, successful? Oh, structure. Okay. You know, uh, 4.30 every morning I'm waking up. Uh, 5 a.m. Uh, I'm in the gym. I'm in L.A. Fitness. Okay. Shout okay. out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless so, plug. L.A. L- L- Fitness. We need I'll, that back. Yeah. Holler at me. Uh, I, I'm in there, man. And uh, by 7 a.m., I'm back I'm back at the crib. I'm showering. Um, by 9, I'm either in the office or I'm online, you know, getting getting ready, you know, catching up with my team in terms of the deliverables for the day. You know, uh, between 9 and 11, I'm just looking at the normal course of business. Mm. 12, I'm starting to network. Okay, okay, yeah, so okay. So I'm making calls. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm formulating, you know, uh, ideas on things that I want to deliver on uh, around 3 to 5. Right. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much going out and setting up meetings and meeting people in person. Okay. Especially if they're in Atlanta. Okay. Or, 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 or doing a, a lot of heavy conference calls in, in terms of, in terms of new developments. Okay. And that's my pattern. You know, beginning of the day, I start off getting my energy up. Uh, midday, I'm checking in with my team. Early afternoon, I'm following up on calls from maybe the prior day or the same day of. Mm. And then the end of the day, I'm always looking ahead. Got you. I'm always looking ahead at the end of the day. I'm always Got planning you. for the next planning day. Planning tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Where'd you get that from? Uh, the military. Military. I was in the, I was in the Navy, man. Okay, okay, and, and, uh, okay. And they and they put me on a, a regiment. Right, right, right. <laughs> I had right, to wake right. up at five in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you, you get used to it. Yeah. I, I had you know they had a morning meeting to kick off the day. They had a touch point at the at the beginning of the day to yeah. see how everything was going. Yeah. And then they had an end of the day. Yeah. You know, rally to make sure you did what you said you was gonna do, and you getting ready for five o'clock in the morning the next day. Right. And right, so right, um, right, right. It, it just gave me that discipline, man. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, so what's next for Metro Max, man? I mean, you um, guys have just like really like like revolutionized this the, the, the dispatch industry. What 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 what's next for you guys? Oh, uh, we're gonna touch everything. So uh, we're we're gonna partner with with well, we've already partnered with uh, two factoring companies, okay. and we're and we're doing their back office. Okay. So we're handling like their accounts receivables and their accounts payables. Uh, we're, we're gonna do the same thing with uh, some freight brokers. Okay. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna partner with them. And uh, post loads on their behalf, and negotiate loads and book loads on their behalf. Dope. And this is from the Metro Max Solutions lens. So Metro Max is two entities. There's Metro Max Dispatch, uh, which focuses on getting loads and dispatching the carriers, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, and then there's Metro Max Solutions, which just really focuses on outsourcing and, and, and supporting companies from an outsource standpoint. Okay. Uh, that could be transportation companies. That could be. Uh, Medical companies like dental offices handling their scheduling. Right. Uh, there could be real estate companies in terms of uh, bid bidding and handling their data research in terms of properties. Mm. So you know the scope of Metro Max is wide, man. And uh, 
you know, we, we're just starting off in the transportation space. We're going to dig a little deeper into that. You know, we're working with more insurance companies, factoring companies, brokers, uh, doing some training as well. I'm not looking to, to have a training class or a training module. That's not my strength. Right. You know, and I know that. Right. Uh, but I am going to partner with some companies that do training in order to, you know, give them my perspective on it, some things I've learned, and uh, maybe come in and speak, you know, just in general a couple times and, and pretty much just build awareness, mm. you know, because the, the more educated people I can get in transportation, uh, the better off my business is, right? Right. And uh, for, for me, even, you know, our clients, we, we, we consult them for free. Right. You know, once you signed on with us and we're dispatching you, our information is free. You know, right, right, right. You don't have to charge Wow. Um, so that's that's why I see it, man. Outsourcing is so broad. There's, there's no function that you can't outsource. Mm. There's no function. I want to say it again. <laughs> outside of driving the truck. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but uh, any, anything that's behind the phone or behind the computer, no matter what industry you're in, it can be outsourced. And so uh, Metro Max is going is, is, is going to bring that to, to our culture, to our community, right. you know, right. the minority community, yeah. um, where, you know, we're underserved in terms of the knowledge of outsourcing and the ability to outsource. Wow. We're, we're going to inform you about that and, and empower you to do it. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's really dope, man. Um, man, you're blowing my mind today, man. You've really <laughs> given a lot, a lot of information, a lot of insight. And I'm just excited to watch you guys grow, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I met you at this point in your business. I mean, you guys are already doing great things, but I could only imagine with the business model and way you guys are set up to scale, you know, what the future looks like for you guys. Um, so, you know, I always end my shows. It's, it's very important that I let my guests give a final jewel, um, a final thought, whether it's a, a, a mindset, spiritual, wherever you want to go with it, just something you want to leave everybody with. Um, to just kind of encourage, you know, the entrepreneurs out there um, and the people aspiring to get into business and into this trucking industry, what would you tell them? Um, biggest jewel, be creative. You know, uh, be creative and be yourself. Uh, it's, it's a lot of ways of doing business. Don't just look at the traditional way and feel like I got to follow this blueprint. You know, look at a blueprint, but take it and make it your own and make it something that fit your vision. Mm. and be creative about that and, and along the way continue to be yourself you mm. know you'll be surprised by the, the, the number of people that gra gravitate to your na natural self right. versus you trying to uh, prepare yourself as something that you're not right and so uh those are the two things man be creative and be yourself i like that yeah. i like that i like that and where can um people reach out to you where can they connect with you um, learn more about metro max sure sure uh metromaxdispatch.com uh, is our is our main website. We're also on all social media platforms. Okay. Uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, and also we have Metro Max Solutions website that just got launched last week. Okay. So uh, check that out, man. You know, I think you'll be impressed by what we offer and what we can do, and uh, we, we'll love to work with you. And and if we can't do business, man, we'll love to just network and collaborate and learn from you. So give us a holler. Go go. Marco Thomas, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Um, thank you. Thank the gathering spot for allowing us to um, to shoot here today. Listen, truck and hustle, we are out. You know what I like to say. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. All right, y'all? We out. Let's go. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. 
Truck and Hustle.